Hi, this is Joe, and this is our very first episode of Things You Only Tell Your Girlfriends. The reason that I wanted to start this podcast was to amplify women's voices and get stories from the female perspective. And my very first guest is my good friend Veli, who is the creator of Veganized by Veli, a fantastic, fantastic YouTube channel. If you're looking to convert to a plant-based diet, very informative, very fun, super delicious recipes. Every time I see her post a video, I just wanna lick my monitor. <laughs> and I wish I was a rich person so I could pay her to come cook for me, but uh, maybe in my next life. But uh, welcome, Veli. Thank you so much for coming in and having a chat with us today. Thank you for having me, John. I'm excited to be here. Aww. Um, so let's get started. I you know what's so funny? I've, I've known you professionally for a few years. We've been friends. And yeah. I remember you telling me that you were going to convert to vegan. And it's funny because being Latin, you're of Caribbean, Dominican mm -hmm. descent. I'm South American, Ecuadorian descent. So to hear a Spanish person say that they were going to reject meats seemed like blasphemy when you said it to me. And it was like, what does that mean? And it was funny because I was like, you know, she's my friend, I support her. She wants to have a healthy lifestyle. She hates cruelty to animals. I think that's great. But then in my Spanish mind, I'm like, pero que? Like, because I feel like in our culture, food is love. And it's like, how do you not love like pernil yeah, well, and stuff like that? So, so tell me like your motivations to get started into your vegan journey. So I feel like it's it's important to put the disclaimer that each person has their own journey. I feel like certain people are vegetarians for a few years before before they convert. Um, like I know someone, one of my friends from college, she was a vegetarian for, I don't know, 10, 15 years. She went into the vegan lifestyle, then she kind of regressed back to being vegetarian and now she's fully vegan. Mine was seriously overnight. I was home on a Friday after work and I started just, I think I started on Netflix and I watched a few documentaries like I think Forks Over Knives, Cowspiracy, and probably a few others. I probably watched two Netflix films that first night and then I went over to YouTube to do a little more research, like quick videos, research, quote unquote, quote unquote. It was a Friday, so then I was living with my sister at that point. So then Saturday morning, I was like, let me try it out, right? Because I had seen enough to make me want to do something about it. I had seen, I think, Forks Over Knives before. It didn't really do anything to me. I used to mock uh, vegetarians. Like, I was younger, and I used to laugh at people who wouldn't eat meat, because how do you live and not eat meat, right? Um, I've always been a foodie. I, I love eating. I love cooking. I don't love the cleaning up part, but I have to do it, right, if I want to continue doing it. So I've always loved eating and cooking. So in my mind, like, how do you live without bacon? You you don't do that. Like, that doesn't exist. You can't do that. <laughs> so anyway, so from a Friday to Saturday, I was like, let me try it out Saturday. I started how, I don't know what I had for breakfast that day. I don't remember. But I started just consciously avoiding the animal products in our fridge. So my sister still had her regular diet. She would eat whatever's there. And um, you can make the switch overnight, but I feel like at least for me, I've been vegan almost five years. It's gonna be five years in April. The fr it took me a few weeks to realize like uh, pancakes are not inherently vegan. So I would order, we would order, do you know this place Jimbo's? There's a few like- it there's sounds a few familiar. 
there's a few uptown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A- okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we had a jimbo's near us, and we used to sometimes get breakfast. It was like we used to get like I don't know, like home fries and pancakes and bacon. So she would still get her food, and I would get pancakes because I'm like that's vegan. But then I realized like shit, stupid. They make it with butter. It has milk. So I actually ate it a few times before I realized. Oh, I have to really think through food. Like pancakes are not just vegan. I have to think about what ingredients are in the pancakes. Obviously, they can be made vegan, especially now. But so it took me some time to get adjusted to thinking about the food that I was eating. And I guess because I've always been somewhat like a cook, I could think about if there's potatoes being served in like in the cafeteria at work do you do I think like do I think they made them with butter or do they have oil and if I don't know um do I ask or do I just serve myself and assume that it's vegan so it's been a process it's I I feel like it's an oxymoron like a vegan Dominican right someone vegan from the Caribbean yes yes (laughs) (laughs) I swear to god when you told me I was like what is she talking about there's always I feel like there's always that friction like what and even my family had an issue like oh okay and my birthday food that my mom used to make me was always ox oxtail with white rice like that was my birthday food right that's what she my whole family would come over she would make a huge pot and that was what I asked it was either that or it was sancocho which is also another one of my favorites so it's like how do I live without that well obviously I have survived I'm here to say that I'm alive five years later almost but i think it was just a switch it was realizing that animals are sentient and that although i might find them delicious they have feelings and they suffer as they're growing up right being like forced to grow up on steroids or fast antibiotics whatever it is they give them so that we could have them so it it was just it was literally a switch from a few days like i feel like within that that night i kind of realized like oh even though i love chicharron or chicharron de pollo, there was an animal that literally suffered months for me to have that food for like three, four minutes or 10 minutes, whatever it is. So then I once I made that switch, it was easy to not have meat, right? And so I, I just kind of reminded myself of that. And when I would crave something, which I, you know, I sometimes have craving for like a certain thing and I'm not going to eat it, but I'll try to veganize it. Right. Which is how what you mentioned, veganized by Veli came about. I've been vegan for almost five years. I'm Dominican. It's not that easy to find vegan Dominican food. Right. It's because almost everything has meat in it or some sort of some sort of animal ingredient. So I started like playing around with how can I ve- if I'm craving something, how can I veganize it? To the point where I'm super satisfied with it or satisfied good enough. So someone I used to work with before used to always make fun of me because he's like, oh, but if you're eating that steak or vegan steak or whatever, he's like, but it does it taste like a 10? And I'm like, it might not t- taste like a 10 and like comparing it to the non-vegan version, the actual meat. But to me, it's like a seven and a half, eight. And guess what? I'm okay with something tasting seven and a half or eight. If that means I didn't abuse an animal to have this meal. And he's like, oh, okay. But, you know, he wasn't satisfied with that. Right, right. And I don't expect everyone to understand my perspective because that's that was my journey. That's a perspective that I now have after going through whatever I went through. Right. Um, so, like, if I want a bacon, egg, and cheese, guess what? I've experimented enough with a few bacons where I know like which one I like, which one I don't. There's, I feel like vegan products are getting better and better. When I started being vegan almost five years ago, the cheeses weren't all that. I found really good cheeses at this point. And I feel like everything is just getting better. So for me, it makes it even easier to continue doing this lifestyle, right? And like not eating animal products. Um, 
Yeah, I still have uncles who make fun of me. There's one that loves to make fun of like me. Oh, he'll send something in the group chat with like animal, some animal meal, whatever it is. And he thinks it's funny. And I just like don't pay attention to it because it, I understand that for a lot of people or some people, probably a lot of people, they don't have the full, I feel like the full awareness that I now have. Right. And I can try to give people information. I try not to be pushy about it. But if someone asks me about it, I'll be more than happy to talk to you about it. But it's not like I have this agenda, right? Someone, someone at work actually was like, why are you always pushing your agenda at people? And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, why are you always telling people to eat, um, go vegan, stop eating meat? I was like, first of all, I'm not pushing my agenda on anyone. People ask me a question about it and I will answer a question about it. I mean, I'll answer it, and then that leads into other conversations. But if you listen, I'm not pushing any agenda. I simply answer the questions I'm asked. Right. And so, I don't know how we started this question. <laughs> how you started on your vegan journey. Yeah, so it was literally overnight, but I feel like for everyone, it's just, it's a different journey, and even everyone has their own steps. So, you know, my family, there's some people in my family who are supportive. I don't think there's anyone else that's fully vegan right now, but my parents, I would say, are... My mom is probably 90% vegan, pescatarian. Um, my dad, probably, I would say 80 to 85. My sister as well. So it's like, even though, and they were never nasty about it. Like my nuclear family was never uh, nasty about it. They were pretty open about it. And they're open to trying things I make and they're open to trying things I suggest. And so, and my friends were very supportive too. So it, I can't say that it's been hard. It's just sometimes I have to get a little creative with what I want to eat. Nice. And you, yeah. you, you mentioned vegan and vegetarian. So there are different levels. Like, so what's, what's the difference between a vegan, a strict, I guess, a strict vegan and a vegetarian and a pescatarian and yeah. stuff like that? So, yeah. So there's a few terms out there to describe how people eat. So obviously omnivore, they eat whatever, everything, whatever they want. I've heard flexitarian lately, which a flexitarian is somebody, I think it's either someone who's vegetarian or vegan but sometimes we'll stray off of that to eat meat once in a while. Pescatarian, someone who eats fish, right? Mostly plants, plant-based, yeah, but also seafood and fish. A veganist, a vegetarian is someone who eats a diet based on plants, plant-based, but also will consume dairy. And I think there's also some vegetarians that consume eggs while some don't. And I think the new term for that or the term I learned is, uh, I think, octo, is it octo-vegetarian? Something like that to 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 confirm that like to clarify that they eat eggs and then vegans are so then there's plant based right plant based is when you eat a plant based diet not you don't eat animal ingredients or anything that derives from animals and vegans are people who do not consume animal ingredients or products but also in their living or their life they also avoid using animals and however possible like you you would try not to do any activity or buy anything that involved an animal in the process in terms of like buying a new leather bag there's controversy behind like do you buy can you buy a used leather bag as a vegan or do you have to buy a vegan leather bag um, and stuff like that so everyone that that's where I guess it gets more tricky because everyone obviously has their own interpretation of that sure sure and I guess I, I mean if you're trying to be true to a lifestyle, I guess that is a gray area, right? Because I mean, if, especially if you, you see something you like, 
like a leather bag and you're like, oh, well, the leather bag looks like it's like 30 years old. I found it on the Salvation Army rack. It's been recycled. Yeah, I guess you, you kind of have to figure your own ethics behind yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard of some people say that they that actually going to buy a going to buy um, your action of going to buy a new vegan bag is creating more waste than if you go to like Salvation Army and you get a secondhand leather bag that's already there that's already been created and been it's been through the process of being manufactured. So yeah. everyone, you know, it's like those little gray areas where people have their own opinions about that. Right. Right. Yeah. I I wanted to come back to something that you said previously how and I remember this your veganism your veganism seemed overnight and you said that it for someone like you it was easy because you had a good support system and stuff like that and just knowing your personality you're very strong and good-willed so I could see your ethics playing a part in your decision making here so how would you if somebody if somebody now wants to convert to this lifestyle, like what from your own personal experience, how would you guide them? What would you say? Like I did this and this worked and this didn't work. Like what's like, what are some pointers you would give them? So I have to preface with that. Whatever I am saying is coming from obviously my perspective, my experience, but also my privileges. I have a full-time job. I have uh, discretionary money that I can use to buy food from restaurants if I want to. I can go to Whole Foods whenever I want and buy whatever food I want or the supermarket and buy whatever I want, Trader Joe's. I live in a city, right, pretty urban place that allows me to have access to a bunch of products and produce and whatever I want. Some people don't have the same accessibility or the same privileges, so I want to acknowledge that. But I would say start with what you can. There are people who start with um there's something called uh, veganuary which is like when you try to go vegan for the month of january which a lot of people are doing now and for i don't know anyone that's gone vegan that way but from what i've read it's pretty successful for people who are considering it and want to try it out and so i know that a lot of vegan food bloggers will put out more content that month or before that to kind of get people ready to try it out there's people who do meatless mondays as a start i've heard of people doing breakfast and lunch vegan consciously and then dinner whatever and then you slowly i guess go further into the spectrum like okay can we instead of having a non-vegan dinner every night could we now try to only do non-vegan three times a week or something like that and then you take your own step right and so obviously like i didn't have any kids when i went vegan obviously a lot of people have kids you have kids right so i feel like it's a lot more trickier if you have preteens or teens and you go vegan overnight and they didn't have the same uh, life awakening moment or whatever it is that, you know, it's not going to be the easiest to get them on board, but also you would try, I guess, to substitute things in the way that they would like it, but probably they'd be like, this is not chicken. I can taste it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I've tried. I've tried to slip more stuff and my kids are like, yeah, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. I'm like, don't you want to be healthy? Don't you want to live a long life? There, I don't think anyone in this house is ready to give up bacon. I mean, I can, but good lord, I can't convince these other people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with my boyfriend, he doesn't. He doesn't know. You know, he doesn't cook. Um, I remember when. Well, when we started dating, I was. I had been vegan for maybe uh, less than a year, but I remember the first time I gave him like tofu scramble, which is like our version of scrambled eggs. Right. That's like 
the the least processed version that we make of scrambled eggs. So it's just tofu with veggies, and you add uh, turmeric, so it kind of looks yellow like eggs or whatever it is. But I remember the first time he tried it, he was like, mm, I don't know about this, but okay, I'll eat it. And then now it's something that I cook on the weekends, and he really likes it. Like sometimes he'll ask for it instead of uh, toast or whatever it is we were going to have. He's like, oh, can you make that with some potatoes? Oh, yeah, no problem. So it, like that makes me happy because I remember in the beginning, he's like, I'm not really sure about this. I guess you just you get used to it. And also one thing that I, I think happens to a lot of people is that they once you try to make that switch, you begin experimenting a lot more than before. Right. Because now you don't have your oh i'm gonna make steak and potatoes you have to figure out what are you gonna eat with the potatoes are you gonna have one side or two sides and i feel like that gets a lot of the creative juices flowing for for people from what i've heard and also for me i always love to cook but i've never experimented more than when after i went vegan because it's like now i want to try to veganize anything i see everything i want you know it's if i'm craving something can i make it vegan or can i make it good enough so that it satisfies that craving that i have satisfies that craving that i have so um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, I, it's a definitely a journey, a very individual journey or individualistic journey. But um, I don't know. You, I guess you just take it as it comes, right? You take one meal at a time. Maybe for the first week or two you're trying it out, you f- have oatmeal for breakfast or cereal and your plant-based milk, and then you figure it out. I think in the beginning I used to have a lot of salads, like for lunch, because mm-hmm. I didn't know what to eat. And so I would just go down to the cafeteria and have a salad. And eventually you kind of learn to navigate the systems that you exist within or you learn to cook more. Or you bring your food from home or whatever it is. So it's, for me, it's it hasn't been I can't say it's been a difficult journey, but if anything, it's pushed me outside of my comfort zones in, in terms of what I cook and what I eat. That's awesome. Yeah. So having come from a Latin background, I'm assuming that also plays into your, I guess, coming up with substitutes for things from your past. Like, I think you did a mofongo, right? Yeah. Oh, God, that's so good. That one was, <laughs> I was actually, I I recently made a vegan uh, mofongo, uh, which I was looking it up. I'm like, is mofongo Puerto Rican? Is it Dominican? Apparently, there's like a huge argument as to if it's Puerto Rican or Dominican. I'm like, I don't care. All I know is that I <laughs> eat it and it's delicious. And then I made, um, I used these vegan um, smart dogs, these Franks, to kind of replicate Dominican salami because that's something I haven't found a substitute for. So I was in the kitchen this week. Actually, I made it this week and I was like, this is so good. I have to put it up. Like, I have to edit it and put it up as soon as possible, (laughs) which I did. (laughs) I think like within three or four days of making it, I had already put up the video because I was so excited by it. So like with that example of salami, it doesn't, I haven't found something that's similar to Dominican salami. And actually, I want to start exploring making my own. (gasps) Wow. That's ambitious. Yeah. I have a stand mixer on the way somewhere like from the factory because apparently everyone and their mama during the uh, quarantine period have started baking and so the stand mixers like sold out and I'm like damn I should have gotten one earlier but anyway mine's been back ordered for like two months but uh, it's apparently coming in a few weeks so yeah I want to try making that but since it doesn't exist or I don't know where I can buy it I was like let me try to make the sim a similar recipe like following the same steps that a Dominican would make to make stewed salami, right? Or whatever stewed, because it's a similar process. And let me see if I add the sliced hot dogs, how it would taste. 
And when I tasted it, it took me back to the art of my childhood. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Wow. So something like that was like, oh, wow. You know, it's like, even if you don't have the perfect product, if it's well seasoned, well cooked, you can still be very satisfied by it. So that salami dish and the mofongo, when I took a bite, I went back to like Haracoa, Dominican Republic, where I'm from, right? And it was like, I love those moments. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's funny. Like, I'll eat something or something will remind me. I, I grew up in Bay Ridge. And when we moved to Bay Ridge, I was, I think I was two. I was, I was born in Sunset Park in Brooklyn. And then when I was about two, we moved to Bay Ridge. And Bay Ridge was very prominent Italian-Irish. And I remember this family moved in and they opened up a bakery, a Greek family. And I think it's still there, the Bay Ridge Bakery. And every time we'd walk past it, like the smell of baked goods, right? So whenever I smell that as an adult, that smell transports me to being a child, to holding on to my dad or my mom and like walking the streets and like having conversations with them. And we'd always, especially my father, because I was such a daddy's girl, we'd always inevitably stop there for a treat or something. So yeah, it's it's funny how you tie certain experiences, right? And I think food is such a great conduit for that. You know, sometimes I love to watch movies and it's always funny, well, not funny, but it's always interesting to see how food plays such a vital role in culture. I just recently watched this movie by Lulu Wang called The Farewell. And there's a lot of scenes around food and around family discussion very important family discussions but it's always around food and food plays such a huge thing i guess in most cultures but uh i feel like i'm married to somebody who's part spanish and italian and italians don't mess around with their food either so tell me like do you experiment with other cultures or just solely like just what you know i mean do you ever think about oh you know I'd like to create like a Vietnamese dish or an African dish or something sure, like that. Yeah, for sure. So I watch a lot of, do you know what mukbang is? No. What's that? Tell me. So it's, uh, well, I think it started in Korea, but it's people recording them. They record themselves as they either just eat on screen, but also cook and eat on screen. So And there's, there's nothing a- wrong with that sentence. I love everything about what you just said to me. <laughs> I am a... Do we curse on this podcast? Yes, we anyway. can. This is for adults only. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a YouTube whore. <laughs> I watch YouTube more than probably Netflix and I don't have cable. Anyway, so a lot of what I consume on YouTube is food related because I, I actually, but this goes way back. I was in middle school and I used, I used to be bored in middle school and I would watch Emerald Lagasse, Bam and Cook Away, right? So it's like. When you think, when I think about it, it's like this has been this has been a long journey that I didn't even think about, right? So it's like my food, my love for food is deeper than just eating it. I also want to see how it's made and try to create it myself. So definitely, I love cooking Italian food. Obviously, I'm not Italian, so whatever I make is gonna have my own twist to it. But I watch a lot of vegan Korean mukbangers and and cooks, and so from them I get a lot of inspiration. There's something called gochujang, which is uh, fermented uh, red chili paste and so I feel like also I my love for spices or spice has grown so that 
um, condiment is like fermented and salty, but also spicy. So through those people, I kind of see what they're doing. I'm very bad at following recipes, right? So I'll look at a recipe and then I'll kind of like do my own thing. So from what they cook or what they put on their YouTube channels, I get inspired and I try my own stuff. So I love having uh, instant ramen like noodles that are prepackaged, right? And I just make my own sauce for them or make my own broth or I just have them as they come. But sometimes I would like experiment with different things. So I love like Asian inspired foods. I love Italian foods. I can't tell you that I know of like a, a restaurant that's like vegan Italian that I love. So if I want something, I'll just usually look up how is the non-vegan version made. So I'll watch a few videos of that. I will look at a few recipes. And then I think through, okay, how could I veganize it? Like, what can I substitute these ingredients ingredients with that will also be good? And then I just, it ends up tasting good most of the time. It's not to say it always perfect that's not to say i don't make mistakes but most of the time i'm like damn that tastes real good (laughs) (laughs) when i gave my boyfriend well he's not my boyfriend anymore because now we're engaged (laughs) congratulations by the way i guess 2020 wasn't the worst year on record i'm so so happy for you by the way thank you so when i gave my fiance the mofongo he knows mofongo from before we met um he works with a lot of dominicans so he's He's been introduced to that before and also, you know, so he was, he knew what a mofongo was and he likes it because he, he's ordered it before when we go out to dinner. But the stewed salami part was new for him. But when he tried it, he was like, oh my God, that tastes so freaking good. He's like, you're my chef, you're my chef, you're a chef. So, and like, Does you know, he so do the cleaning since you're doing all the cooking? So we have dishwasher. <laughs> so does the cleaning. And the, yeah, depending on the day, he'll like he'll load it or unload it because usually it's loaded with clean dishes. Uh, he is helpful. But if I'm in the kitchen and I have energy to continue the cleanup process, then I'll just continue it. But if I'm not, if I don't have energy, he has to do it. But also he gets very overwhelmed, right? Because he doesn't cook. So obviously when I cook, it's a huge mess in the kitchen. And he's like, oh my God. I'm like, it's just the process, okay? Just the process. You don't complain when you eat, right? Exactly, so, exactly. You yeah, get rewarded. So, <laughs> right, right. So definitely I love to not make only Dominican food. I make whatever I crave. The, the one thing I want to veganize is, um, I'm working on it right now, is Brazilian cheese bread. I, I won't even attempt to say it because I'm probably going to butcher it in Portuguese, but I've seen it going around social media and YouTube, and it's like this, I guess this bread that they have for breakfast, it's cheese bread, and I'm like, my God. God, that looks so good, right? But obviously, I'm not going to eat the non-vegan version of it. So I will look at a few recipes that are not vegan, so traditional recipes, a few vegan recipes, and then I figure out how to make it myself. So I already made it once. The milk I used was, I think, too heavy. So it ended up looking kind of dark, But and I didn't use enough salt. So it wasn't that good, but good enough that I could eat it for breakfast with a little bit of ketchup. So now that I ran through that batch, I ate it. I'm going to actually film it this next time that I make it. And I'm going to use a more neutral oat milk, probably Oatly. I have an Oatly um, milk waiting that for me. That's great. So that's next. So it's like I just try, you know, I make I try to make whatever it is I see or that I'm craving. So when you're so when you're doing these ex, these kitchen experiments of yours, do you write it down and like, OK, like this time, like what you just said, like I didn't use enough salt. Do you like then you modify it, I guess. Right. Like if you used what's acceptable, like a teaspoon 
a tablespoon mm-hmm. of salt? Like, do you then say, oh, maybe I need two tablespoons of salt for this recipe? Yeah, so so some recipes I'll wing, and they taste pretty good the first time, but some recipes I wing. And but do you do you write them down? Like, do you remember? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. So, so what I do is I have my, my phone, my iPhone. So I either start a notes, a new note file for that recipe, or I have a notebook next to me. So with... I think with this Brazilian, is it, yeah, I guess Brazilian cheese bread, I, I, I started looking at videos and I saw one person's recipe that I really liked, right? So I, he did, I don't, I think he wrote the recipe below, but I wrote my own recipe according to what I saw him do, right? So then I was like, let me try this almost same recipe, but vegan, right? With vegan milk, vegan cheese. And then I realized that and then I was like, oh, I don't know how much the cheese is going to melt. So I don't know how salty it'll make it. So I tasted like the dough of it. And I was like, it's not salty enough. I know my taste buds. I'm like, it's not salty enough. But first of all, it has to bake. And second of all, the cheese is going to melt. So maybe it'll make it salty. So I said to myself, let me leave it as is. I think I used half the quantity of salt, right? So let me leave it as is and see how it comes out. And it came out. It's not good enough. So now I know that next time, instead of half a teaspoon, I'll use a teaspoon of of salt and I might even taste it and maybe add even a little more than that yeah so definitely it's not a perfect process like sometimes I write it on the back of an old uh, envelope that I have or my phone or the notebook whatever is near and I just write it down or I um, sometimes I'll speak it into the voice note so whatever Siri thinks I'm saying it's you know it's good enough for me to come back later to it and just read it over and fix it so yeah Yeah. definitely take notes some things I can remember but I don't have a good memory so most things I end up writing down yeah I end up writing it down and going back to it later on yeah like um I have a vegan sancocho uh Dominican style that I filmed with my mom actually my mom helped me film it months ago and it was so good I was like I have to put this up soon it's so good that one I saw I think like at least seven Sancocho videos, like regular Dominican style. And then I read some recipes and then we tried our own and it worked out. And so that one I have written down, but also as we're f- filming the video, I also speak to myself, right? Cause when I'm editing I'll hear it again. So I speak to myself like, oh, we used half a teaspoon of salt here, but maybe we should have done one teaspoon. Cause then we ended up adding more at the end. So stuff like that. And then when it's time to edit the video, I will sit down, edit the video, I think I cooked for an hour and a half, the mofongo and the salami, like the prep part, the cooking part and filming part was an hour and a half. So I'll cut it, I'll edit the video to the essential parts that I think people need to see. And then I'll go back to the video and listen to what I was telling myself if I was speaking to myself during the video. Or if I took notes, I just go back to the notes and I try to then write out the recipe from that. But what I did with that recipe is as I was like chopping the peppers and looking at the quantities of everything I was going to use, I was writing it down as well, like half a teaspoon of this, half a cup of chopped onions, whatever it is. So I tried to write it down because it makes the process easier later on. And then I try to write the ingredients and the quick steps and all that. Yeah. And it seems like kind of not to switch gears too much, but spices play a very interesting part in your cooking process like talk to me about spices like what are your five go-to's like what do you always have in your cabinet I don't think I honestly I don't think I realized the importance of of spices until I would say two-ish years even though I've been cooking for a long time like two-ish to three years ago but really the last two years I would say spices are the foundation to everything right so like if you want really good cooking it has to have really good spices or layering of spices. I would say number one is salt. There are people who eat low sodium. I don't. 
right? So I like my food to taste good. And it's just, I guess, you know, we've been cultured that way, right? right so right. my dad eats low sodium. So when he comes over, I have to have him, like if I'm making, I don't know, some, I don't know, whatever dish, I give him a little bit to taste before I finish cooking it. Like, is that good enough salt level? Or if I add a little more, is it going to be salty? Or I'll tell my sister who usually comes over with him, like, can you taste it? Because you know how he goes, right? So she'll be like, <laughs> she'll say, she'll say, leave it like that. It's good enough. And then Do you ever like make him an like a separate batch, like no, maybe a more whatever. bland one or no? No, well, he'll, he'll eat whatever we make. I just I'm just conscious that his level of saltiness, uh, his filter is different or tolerance. So I try to keep that in mind when he comes over. Um, so I would say salt is the most important in terms of taste, but also my I don't know, like my cabinets and pantry are full of seasonings and condiments. Dominican oregano is a big one. It's It doesn't taste the same as the oregano you'd buy like in a standard supermarket here. Mm-hmm. And my grandma actually, my grandma sent, grows some in her backyard. And she, my dad usually goes once per year. And every time he goes, she sends me back some. And that lasts me through like the whole year. Wow. So, yeah, so it's amazing. It just tastes, and you can get it in some like New York City, probably here also. I feel like New York City supermarkets probably have it like uptown Manhattan, probably. Someone told me of a supermarket in, uh, in North Bergen that's like Hispanic but mm. I haven't anyway you could probably find it at like wherever they would sell or probably sell specialty shops or yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so Dominican Oregano is game it's a game changer it's so good what else garlic what is life without garlic <laughs> and it will scare away vampires win-win <laughs> that's why I watched the movie on um, what is it called witches witch it's a Disney movie, but it's oh, the one with Anne Hathaway. You saw it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why they didn't need garlic. The witches. That yes. Yeah. I love garlic. That was the third one, right? Fourth. You mentioned turmeric before. I have I have a hard time selling that spice in my house. It doesn't taste like anything. <laughs> it's not very strong tasting. If you add just a little bit of it, why do they taste it? I uh, I'm pretty heavy handed. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you add it to? Uh, I think one time I may have, according to these people, I may have emptied half a container on top of. Uh, I put uh, cauliflower. I roasted or steamed some cauliflower, and I threw it on top. And they were like, "Oh my god, all I taste is the turmeric." Hmm. I think to me, it's not that strong tasting because I don't use a lot of it. So I can't tell you what happens. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those people like I hate cooking, but I do it because otherwise no one no one will get fed. Although my husband's a great cook, but he because of his work, he doesn't really. I mean, I think only on the weekends and stuff. But um, I'm and my husband makes fun of me about this. I don't read recipes. I'm just I just wing it in a kitchen. So <laughs> But for the most part, I've been like 85% good. Every once in a while, the peanut gallery is like, what is this? But uh, for the most part, I've done pretty well in the kitchen. Yeah, it's it's still pretty funny. Sometimes my food experiments don't come out good. I'm always happy when they do, which I'm sure you as well, right? When you try something new and you get praised. But then, you know, when you see the face, it's like, oh, no. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) I should have gotten takeout. I only, I only have one food critic at home, so <laughs> uh, I I usually am okay with hearing the feedback because I obviously want to know. But sometimes I'm like, listen, I just made dinner. 
if you don't like it, then figure out something else to eat, exactly. right? Most times it's all right, but sometimes he's like, there's a little... I don't know if I like this. I'm like, okay, so eat something else. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so I, that was three. I said salt. I said salt, Dominican oregano, garlic. I would say fourth is like spicy things like hot sauce, sriracha. Uh, what else? I love spicy stuff. I would say, yeah. And then fifth, I don't know. Let's go, let's go with what I mentioned, gochujang, which is a, the fermented chili paste. Uh-uh. Very nice. Very uh-uh. nice. And you also mentioned vegan cheeses. And now, I mean, I don't know anyone. I mean, unless they have a dairy situation. I don't know anyone that doesn't love cheeses. But it's interesting. Um, my oldest daughter had an issue with being lactose intolerant. So we had to make a couple of food uh, modifications in the house. And thank you. Veli introduced us to non-dairy cheeses, which has been a godsend and such a huge help because most kids consume like their body weight in cheese. So mm-hmm. it's, it's great to have that alternative. And it's nice that it's it tastes good and is not going to destroy her insides. So tell me, like, what are your picks for in the non-dairy cheese arena? Um, so I'll start by saying that some cheeses, especially if they're like shredded, I they don't taste good as they are, right? They don't taste good cold. So what I do is if I'm making, if I'm using it in any dish or quesadilla, I will f- melt it and season it um, before we actually eat it. So like if I'm making a quesadilla and I add daya cheese or whatever cheese I use, which tends to be daya, I'll season that as well. Not with salt because I feel like it's salty enough. But I will add other spices to it. Cumin. Last last night I made a quesadilla or the other night. And they had and I had dill weed. So I added some dill weed to it and other stuff. So it's like cold. It doesn't taste good to me, but melted, it's delicious. And I again I add more spices to it, so it tastes good. For sandwiches, I would say Field Rose makes one that's called Chow Cheese that I could eat cold. It's pretty good. Violife is a brand that's uh, really good also. I get Violife from Whole Foods. Daya, I find at, well, when I used to live in Queens, there's a little market by me, but I know Acme sells Daya. I've seen it in Acme. And what else? I tried the Whole Foods version of cheddar, plant-based cheddar yesterday. It's actually pretty decent. And again, I don't eat them cold. Like I'm not gonna open a bag of shredded cheese and start eating it, which maybe with the non-vegan version you can. But I, with the vegan one, I wouldn't do that, right? And so I just feel like they're they're getting better and better. So I always am glad that there are options. And if there's a cheese I don't like cold, I figure out how to melt it better or how to use it in a way that tastes good. Okay, fair enough, yeah. fair enough. Uh, let's talk about like, I guess, plant-based meats or synthetic meats. What's your thoughts about that? Uh, I don't think I have any thoughts about it because I honestly don't know enough about it to have an opinion synthetic i'm assuming has use an animal cell at some point right to make it like i don't know i mean i i feel like i guess or is uh, it like impossible or beyond is that what or, or stuff like that i mean or stuff that's being created in labs specifically to target the vegan market because i think these food manufacturers understand that people are trying to be healthier people are trying to live a more ethically an ethical life that they can reconcile their thoughts and beliefs in and just i guess health wise right i think it's it's making a resurgence 
so I'm, I'm assuming these, these food companies are now testing out ways in which they can capitalize this by creating lab meats to address this particular audience. I mean, I don't know how far into this we are. I feel like it's probably a new trend. I feel like veganism has obviously been around for a very long time, but I think it's only right. in recent years that these companies have understood, oh, here's here's a population with money mm -hmm. and if we can curry their favor we can capitalize on this on this market so obviously these companies obviously do it for their volume their bottom line but when you're like you didn't start out life as a vegan so you you yeah. probably still have recollections of food dishes and, and memories of dinners and other food events where oh i remember this and that and like, how would you come up, come to this? Like, as as someone who's now vegan, has become vegan and lives a vegan lifestyle. And I mean, do you have any thoughts about that yeah. market? I mean, there are, like you said yourself, there are times where you use these meats yeah. in your recipes, but. Yeah, I guess, I guess when I, cause I, you know, you sent me the questions just to think of them ahead of time, about, about them ahead of time. When I saw la lab grown, I thought of like, I think there's there's companies recreating animal meat from cells or mm. something like that. Mm. That's what I thought. But anything like like a plant based um, meat, right? Mock meat, whatever you want to call it, like Impossible, Beyond. There's a bunch of new brands out there. Mm -hmm. um, they're obviously not going to be as healthy as a salad with nothing processed, right? As sure. a big potato sure. with some carrots and broccoli on the side. So I, you know, we have to acknowledge they're not as healthy as Whole Foods, right? But at the same time in my head, it's, for me, it's it's a better choice than eating the animal meat because again, I'm not causing the cruelty and that's a huge part of my lifestyle. Before when I started being vegan, I would say it was like mm, maybe 60% my health and 40% the animals. Like, you know, I don't want to cause any cruelty. But now, years later, I feel like it's mainly, obviously I don't want to be unhealthy, but I'll st I still eat processed foods when I feel like it, when I want to. But now the main thing that it's like my guiding light is not causing pain to animals. So if I want to have a burger and I don't feel like having a bean burger because it doesn't taste the same, it doesn't taste similar, I will buy some impossible meat or beyond meat and I'll make my own burgers and it tastes amazing to me so I recognize that they're not and I'm not going to tell you like well the thing is I feel like in the past few years also that that market has improved in terms of the products they put out sure um and like vegan chicken nuggets now are really good compared to the first ones I had, which were not the best. The air fryer has been a game changer for like reheating processed foods. Like I get stuff frozen from Trader Joe's and Whole Foods and I make it in the air fryer. I'm like, damn, this is really good. and It's crispy, right? So the air fryer definitely helps. I'm not opposed to people eating processed foods. Most of us vegans, a lot of us vegans are vegans for the animals so if we want a burger a greasy burger with french fries we're either gonna buy it or make it because that's what we're craving so it's not to say that all of us or most of us want to be completely like oil free processed foods free we just we want to eat what we crave and what we want without causing pain so again if i want a chimi that's a dominican sandwich if i want a chimi now i know how to make it because i figured it out I'm gonna make it I'm gonna eat it and I'm gonna enjoy it you know how it is so it's like 
I didn't stop eating steak. I didn't stop eating bacon because I didn't like it. I obviously loved it. Bacon used to be my Friday breakfast. I used to get a bacon, egg, and cheese with ketchup on a roll. And that was my every Friday breakfast that I, like, that was my mini celebration for Friday. It no longer is because I now eat different things, but it's, I didn't stop eating meat because I didn't like it. I stopped eating meat because I realized the pain it was causing. So again, if I want bacon now, there's a brand I know that's pretty decent that I get in this, uh, store called uh, Orchard Grocer in Manhattan. So when I go, I buy like two packs of that bacon and I freeze it and I have it as I want it. But if I'm craving it, I'll make it. It doesn't have to be 10, 10 out of health in terms of in the health spectrum. And I'm okay with that. So everybody makes their own decisions as to what they consider healthy, what they don't. And to me, that's, that's more than good enough. If I can make myself a delicious, whatever it is I'm craving and I didn't hurt any animals. Right. That's awesome. And I, and I, I, I'm so amazed and awed by you, like, to take that stance. I mean, do you, health-wise, do you, how how have you felt on your vegan journey? Because I'm sure, I mean, it's funny, like, sometimes we'll have, like, a light, healthy meal, and I feel great. But then when we have something that's, like, super starchy or tons of meat, it's like, I can barely keep my eyes open, like, an hour later. So it's, like, obviously food really affects your health whether people want to accept that or not so how have you felt health wise during your vegan journey i think for me the main change and it's going to be tmi okay so i'll I'll say that but i i feel the same as a person i have to say like i can overeat because i love food right so something tastes really good sometimes i might eat a little bit too much of it before where i would do that it felt like very gross and now when I do that and it's vegan food, it still doesn't feel the best, but it doesn't feel like disgusting. You know what I mean? And the one thing TMI is I am more regular in the bathroom when I wasn't vegan. Sometimes I would have a big problem with that because, right. you know, when you're eating meat, there's no fiber in meat. When you're eating any chicken, there's no fiber. And so if I was eating, let's say, chicken for dinner with something on the side, Maybe what I was having on the side had a little bit of fiber, but the meat didn't have any fiber. So obviously my body had a hard time processing it, digesting it, because there wasn't much fiber to help it go through the process. I know some people have no issue. You know, they're omnivores. They go to the bathroom regularly two times a day. That wasn't my case. So that's the one difference I've seen, and I am very glad about it, obviously. But I've heard of people who have, like, chronic migraines or certain chronic pain and they go vegan and it pretty much goes away and it gets better. So for me, that's the one change. I'm not gonna come here and lie and say that it's changed other amazing parts sure. of body and how I feel. Uh, a lot of people say get they say they get like mental clarity that they've never had before from being vegan. I can't say that, I just, I feel like I'm myself, but I'm more regular in terms of that. That's it. I've heard that, the, the whole about not being mentally foggy. I yeah. think I read that somewhere, like this woman, uh, she was giving like a an eyewitness, like, well, not whatever, she was like testifying to the fact that she also became vegan and how it helped her a lot. It helped her, it like cleared her mind. Like she didn't feel like as, as staticky because I think she was eating clean. So she didn't have, and I think she said like her, her skin felt better. She was like in her forties and she's like, I'm 42 and I still have acne. And now like my skin feels better. I'm not as tired. I'm not as totally drained. And she, I think that's why it's stuck in my mind, like just being mentally foggy. Cause I feel like sometimes when I eat certain foods and I don't even think I'm overdoing it. I just think as you get older, your body changes obviously, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't, yeah. 
I know I've said this to my children, like my oldest child eats like it's going to be the zombie apocalypse tomorrow. I mean, she will down. I, it's, it's frightening to see her eat sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like I'll have maybe like a plate of spaghetti and meatballs and then it just takes me right out. Like a half an hour later, I am dead asleep on my couch. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's probably the starch and the noodles or whatever. I, I don't know. But I'm like, I certainly can't eat how like I used to eat when I was 18 years old. That's never happening again. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, definitely food is medicine. Food is, it's it's the gas that you put in your tank, right? So mm-hmm. I think as we get older, we should really be mindful of it. But I guess these companies, and that's another question. Like, I don't know if you've ever thought of this. Like, I know my husband and I have had this conversation about like, if organic stuff is more natural, why is it so expensive? Yeah. I think, you know, we have a very messed up food system in terms of agriculture, animal agriculture being subsidized, at least especially here in the U.S. Uh, So where a burger or a piece of steak might be cheaper than like something fresh you want to buy. And so to me, I forgot which one of the films I saw. I think What the Health, but I was already vegan at that point. But it kind of opened my mind more up to like, hey, like we have these huge companies in this country and, you know, they probably exist throughout the whole world. But we have these huge companies. Some of them are heavily subsidized by the government like i don't know who's a meat producer purdue or something like that i don't know Mm -hmm. and so they're heavily subsidized so when you go buy chicken breast it'll be i don't know two dollars three dollars whatever it costs instead of the actual price if they if this industry wasn't subsidized and you'd have to pay the full price it wouldn't be two or three dollars for a chicken breast i think it's we are part of, we're a product of our upbringing, right? So we are, we exist in this place. I wasn't born here, but it came when I was eight years old. So I consider myself from here and also from there, but we're a product of where we grow up. My family grew up, my parents grew up in DR, then they came here. We brought obviously our culture with us. It doesn't just stay over there. So we would eat whatever we used to have in DR, but by here, or we could have American foods or other international foods that we learned to eat here. And you just, you eat what you are given, right? And so if I have a kid or when I have a kid, the kid is going to eat what I eat. And so people learn eating mostly from their family and their parents. At least back in the day, we weren't taught to question things. And I feel like now there's enough research for me out there and enough information for me out there where I know that this is the healthiest path for me and for whatever person I might bring into the future in my life an offspring but I just it's like the companies that sell us these foods don't care if they're making us sick because they're making money and so if they make us sick then there's the whole medical world to benefit from us being sick right and so if we are not sick then this private industry of medicine will not exist or be as profitable. And it's like doctors in the US in the 1950s or whatever it was, they used to recommend that people smoke, right? And it's like, what doctors used, they used to recommend that you smoke, even pregnant women. So it's like the information that is seen as accurate changes, obviously, because there's new research and new things happen. And now with the internet, there's so much access to information. These companies, like, not companies, what are they called? Um, Cancer societies like Sinji, Komen, whatever for breast cancer, or the Diabetes Diabetes Foundation. I forgot what they're called, ADA or something. I don't know. Anyway, but these you go to their websites and they're like they're telling you what to eat, right? Like they give you a meal plan for what's healthy. 
And the, for example, the diabetes one is like, oh, you can have like four ounces of steak and then you should have these veggies on the side. And they don't tell you that this from the plate they're presenting to you, the steak is the thing that your diabetes cannot handle, right? It is the most hurtful thing that you're eating, but they're still putting it as like, this is an ideal meal for a person that's diabetic. Yeah. And so you have to kind of think about these things. But again, not everyone is ready to think about it. Not everyone wants to think about it. Not everyone wants to know it some people don't care i used to be someone probably who didn't care like i don't care like this bacon tea is good to me and i'm gonna eat it but now it's like ah, i don't need it i can survive without it my grandma was sick for my grandma was diabetic for i would say 20 plus years right and they call diabetes a slow killer and now i know why right i saw it firsthand my grandpa is also diabetic he's still alive but i understand now why it's called the slow killer because it literally hurts different parts of your body slowly right maybe at first you don't see much you're just taking insulin but eventually your nerves start to have issues and they can't communicate probably uh, properly so then you have neuropathy and you have pain in your legs which my grandma suffered a lot with and so it's like i like to me it it doesn't make sense why is this diabetes foundation awareness foundation recommending the very things that hurt the people that they're supposed to be help, helping but again if we don't have a diabetes crisis in this country then they wouldn't really exist there'd be no need for them and who funds them these companies that produce animal products or you know super unhealthy processed foods are the ones that are their sponsors so it's kind of it's like this dark world sure. where we exist right and it's like if i can do my best to not exist within that then i'm happy i don't and and it's not to say that i'm never going to get cancer right that i'm never going to have diabetes but i think my chances of that are obviously reduced because i'm not eating the standard american diet that most people eat or a lot of people eat Obviously, my body would probably be happiest if I had whole foods, not processed. But and sometimes I go through that journey, right? Sometimes like, oh, I'm trying to eat healthier and I'll do it. And then sometimes I want pizza and I'll make it or I'll buy it and I make it, I, you know, I make it in the oven or whatever it is. So it's like, again, each person has their, their, their journey. But for me, it's I just try to do the best that I can with what I have and with what I know. And also, but also like not beating myself up for craving something unhealthy and making it and enjoying it and then moving on from that. So, sure. Mm. I mean, moderation's fine. I mean, we shouldn't probably have ice cream every day, but once in a while doesn't right. really right. hurt, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So continuing so. with like health and wellness, uh, we're living in a very dystopian time. We're all kind of isolated here. How have you been coping? Mm. <laughs> I'm alive. No, you know, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. To, you know, we're still employed. A lot yes. of people can't say they're still employed. So right. I am. I'm. I'm grateful about that. But the one thing about this year is that I've been able to. I'm a homebody, so this has not hurt me much because I love being home. So now I'm home even more, and I've gotten time to explore things that I like, like this cooking. I've been doing it now more than before. I'm finally, I've been wanting to for years to make videos and put them on YouTube, and now I have time for that. I created a website. I'm sometimes posting on Instagram. I was trying to be better about it, but I kind of lost like my momentum there. <laughs> uh, I, I just have more time to do, I guess, what I love, which most of it is being home and doing things at home. So I can't complain. I'm trying to be more active in terms of exercise. So I've been trying to exercise more consistently. And the other day I did a like high intensity class, a video. And I was 
limping for like two days <laughs> because I was like, damn, <laughs> I am in my 30s now. <laughs> and like you said, our bodies do change. It's so getting old finally- just for the birds, girl. I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah, finally now I'm, I'm not limping, but I'm like, my left knee hurts. It didn't hurt when I was in my 20s. What the F is this, you know? So it's like, damn. Oh, wait, like what? There's a joint there? I never actually felt it. <laughs> I know. The older I get, it. I'm just so amazed at the steps I need to take just to feel good. I mean, I have to stretch in the morning. Otherwise, I feel like trash. I'm just like, what is going on? Yeah. I was laying down, sleeping the whole night, and yet my body is like hurts in like a million different places. Like, how did that happen? I used to get up and go. Now it's like, oh, I feel like an old lady getting out of the bed. Yeah, I forgot what comedian has a joke. I think it's Jerry, uh, what's his last name, Seinfeld? Seinfeld, huh? Yeah, I think it's I think it's Jerry where like, or someone that was opening for one of his shows that I went to had a joke about like, there are falls and then there are adult falls. Because like once you're an adult and you fall, it's like a whole big deal. Like, you know, you can't just get up. <laughs> It's true. It's true. People complain, oh, when you get older, you're going to have pain. I'm like, what? What are these people talking about? They're so freaking, they're just exaggerating. Well, they're being so hyperbolic. No, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to find that in 10 years. And it's like, damn, my my knee never hurt like this. Why is this happening to me? (laughs) The engine is shutting down. It's so, so sad. I mean, like, even like I was saying before, I mean, I would just eat crap all the time and it just didn't impact yeah. me in any way, shape or form. And now forget about it. If I even thought about eating trash, I would, yeah. I would yeah. feel like trash immediately after. I was talking to one of my friends and um, and we we agreed that like her and I are not. The, we've never been the people where we could eat whatever you wanted and not gain weight. Like in high school, I struggled with weight. In middle school, I struggled with it. Um, and so like there are people who I went to school with in high school who could eat whatever they wanted and would not gain weight. There were sticks, right? <laughs> and then eventually, like that either catch catches up to you, right? And right. then you're like, oh shit! Like you had. 20 something years of eating whatever you wanted and now it's like oh no you're gonna see the french fries you're eating your body's gonna show you right (laughs) or some people i guess live their whole life like that but you don't really see how unhealthy they are inside right Right. that's one thing but the other thing is like you know now i'm thankful for my body showing me what i eat because if i was like that in my 20s or in my teens i could eat whatever i wanted I would have eaten whatever I wanted and that was going to be a lot more than what I ate and probably more unhealthy. Mm. So at least my body shows me like, hey, you're having a little bit too many burgers. You might want to slow down and include a few salads. (laughs) (laughs) So I try to have my salads. I'm trying to be more consistent with working out. It is very difficult because it's easy to not do it, right? It's easy to make excuses. Yoga, I feel like I also need it now because my, I'm like, oh, I can't bend to pick that up that I easily. Know. What the heck is happening, you know? I so. know. You have to stretch just to be flexible. I'm like, what? Yeah. What is this yeah. life? Or like you pull a muscle just reaching for something. Like I was, I wasn't even trying to work out. I just wanted to get the salt from the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, it's a like, and another thing. I mean. I, it's funny because, like, I'm try- as I get older, I'm trying to be more healthy, but it's 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 give or take depending on the day. But 
It's funny. The other day I was telling my husband, I was like, I'm just sitting. And all of a sudden I had a foot cramp. I'm like, ¿Qué pasó? What happened? How does this happen? I'm just sitting here. And like check engine. And it's all, all of a sudden, like my body's like, mira, pendeja. You know, yeah. you need more magnesium or whatever the hell it is. Ay, Dios mío. Yeah. It's and terrible. so I guess it's like scary because it's, we're all, we're all headed there. And so it's like how fast your engine shuts down. It's like, it can be within your control. It is within your control, but at the same time, it's like you don't know how much of it is genetics and how much of it is your your lifestyle, Dumb, whatever it right. is. So. True, true. Yeah. I feel like also as we get older, hopefully we grow, we learn, we mature. I certainly am not the same person I was 20 years ago or 40 years ago. So in your life journey, um, like what's some advice you, in hindsight, in your lived life experiences, you wish you could go back and tell your younger self? Well, since, you know, I'm here as myself, but also representing the, the vegan world, I I would say to do it earlier, to be vegan earlier, with the caveat that also, like, I understand, like, this is my journey, and when I reached it is when I reached it, or when I started is when I started it. And so if, if I could talk to my younger self, I would tap myself on the shoulder and have a sit down conversation with myself about this. But obviously that's not realistic, but it's something that I, if I could do, I would do. Uh, second thing is that everything is temporary, whether you like it or not, it just, it is how it is. Uh, and not to be dark, but we all die. Like eventually we will not exist. So what you do with your time on earth is up to you. And at the end of the day, like at some point, uh, we will cease to exist as uh, hopefully not as a human race, but we're doing a really good job at killing the planet. Yes. But I'm saying as a person, as an individual, at some point you are no longer going to be here. And so it's all temporary going back to that as well. Sure, sure. Legacy is so important. What do you, again, I love Veganized by Veli. And what do you want Veganized by Veli to be in five years, 10 years, 20 years? I would obviously hope that it grows because if it grows, that means I'm having a larger impact uh, on people and what with what people make and try. Obviously, I would like to make some money from it because I love putting out content, but at the same time, it takes time. Uh, I do get to eat what I cook, so that's a great benefit of that. But at the same time, it, it's a it's a huge time commitment when I'm being consistent with it. I just want to, you know, I want it to continue growing. I want people to get ideas from what I cook, from what I make. I've actually also gotten my first request from someone who I absolutely do not know on the internet. She said, can you try a recipe? Can you try veganizing this? And I was like, oh, I got you. I already have a recipe for that. I just haven't filmed it. Like, I've made it, but I haven't filmed it. So it's actually really exciting to see someone who I have no idea who they are on the internet just asking me a question, can you try to make this video? And I'm like, yeah, I can. I actually have an idea for it. So that's really exciting, right? Because finally it's getting to the point where it's like, it's not my mom and her friends. <laughs> giving me like <laughs> My nephew comments with his dad's account, like best video ever. <laughs> <laughs> But they're all so good. They're all yeah. so good. It's so funny. And I'm not saying this just because I know you, but like sometimes I'm watching your videos and I'm like, gosh, darn it. I wish I could convince everyone to just go plant based in this house. I mean, I feel like, again, as you get older, your food choices become way more important and they are going to impact you. And, and, I, and I agree with you. I think if you really do the deep dive to see the suffering of animals and how these food companies, corporations 
I really don't give a crap about people's health. I mean, they're in it for their shareholders, the bottom line, and that's fine. I mean, you know, this is a capitalist society, I guess. But uh, I think, like you said, I mean, there's no reason why today in 2021 with the Internet, with social media, people can't make better informed decisions. And unfortunately, a lot of people get complacent, they get lazy, and they shouldn't be. I mean, sometimes I'll read stuff and I'm horrified because stuff that's acceptable in this country, stuff that's acceptable for consumption in this country doesn't make the grade in other countries. Other countries are, are like, what the hell is that? What is mm-hmm. high fructose corn syrup? And mm-hmm. so it's, it's, it's very jarring. And I think my, one of my favorite examples is a few years ago, uh, I was a stay at home mom and I would hang out with these mothers and, uh, one of them made this comment and it was funny because at the time I was like, yeah, but the more I thought about it, it's like, no, you're absolutely right. And her complaint was Hershey's chocolate. She's like, that's shit. It tastes like shit. It tastes like wax covered shit. (laughs) It's like, and she's like, your country doesn't know how to make chocolate. And it's funny because I remember her saying this. She was, she's, what is she? I think she's British. And so, you know, in this in the Queen's English, she's saying this and cussing. And it was funny. But the more I thought about it, it's like true. And then like when you open yourself up to other markets, to chocolates made in other countries, it's like, yeah, you do taste a difference. It's crazy, but it's true. And I think in this country, there is a segment of society that's telling you, read those labels, read those labels, be aware of what you're putting into your body. But I think a lot of the times people just don't. I think when you're young, you feel like you're going to live forever. So you don't pay attention to those messages. But I think it's so important. And especially now, like I said, because of social media, because of the Internet, because we have access to a lot of this information, we should be making better choices. And yet we don't. Mm-hmm. So it, it's hard. It's like you, it's hard to exist within the current, right? If we see ourselves as existing in a current of like a river and then to go against the current, it's very difficult. I don't think it's the easiest for you to question what you know, how you exist, and what you've been taught. So, definitely, I think some people I've now discovered like Facebook groups, which I know is stupid because it's like 2021 or at the end of 2020, but I didn't. I've had Facebook since 2009, I guess, or no, 2008 or yeah, 2008 or 2007 when I was an undergrad. But now someone pointed out to me a group and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that because I never logged to me. It's like so boring. Right. So I would never log in. But now someone's like, oh, you should, I think you would find this group interesting. And then I found I went to the group and then I found all these other food groups like Beginners, vegan at Aldi, which I've never been to Aldi, but I want to go. Aldi is like very popular. Or like vegan at Costco, you know, Trader Joe's. And I'm like, oh my God, like, or other groups that have certain focuses or a certain focus area. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know this world of Facebook. So now I'm logging in more consistently to see what it is that people are trying out. And I feel like that opens up also my brain to other things, right? To trying other things out too. Sure becoming more curious with things but it, it again like i think to to get to the point where you question what you see as is or like um how do i say this i guess to get to the point where you question 
how you have existed is not an easy thing to get to. And so for me, like, again, for me, it was a random night. I was watching a few films, read a few articles, saw a few YouTube videos, and then that made me question. And But again, that's why I understand one of my uncles still makes fun of me because he's not going to make that connection. That like, he's, yeah, he's not going to make the connection. And it is what it is. So I, I keep moving. I'm not going to stop just because a few people think it's stupid or make fun of it. But I recognize like some people just don't care. Some people care when it's very late. Some people care early on. Everyone has their own process or journey as to if they get there and when they get there. Right, right. Yeah. Well, it's been, as usual, awesome to converse with you, my friends. Congratulations again on your good news. And best of luck on Veganized by Veli. I'm so proud of you. Again, I, at some point, I'm going to convince the monkeys in this house to convert to a plant-based lifestyle. I think at some point, I'm going to cook a meal. And I'm going to drop it off in your front door or at your front door. And I'm going to say, open the door. You got some food. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Is that something that you would... I just thought of that when you said that. I mean, want to do Veganized by Veli in a couple of years. Is that something you'd want to do? Like branch out into... Yeah. So Like maybe teaching classes or... I don't know. uh, Starting a service. I I mean, I'm the queen of lazy. If somebody else, I will pay you to make dinner. You know, someone, one of my friends came a few weeks ago and she hates cooking, hates it. Like she will, she hates it. She'll bake, but cooking, no. And she's like, listen, if you start a meal prep service, I'm going to be the first one to be signed up because all I want to do is heat up my food and that's it. And And there is nothing wrong with that. No, there is not. Whatever works for you. So the thing is, I do want to do that. It's definitely one of the things I want to do. But, you know, I've been having that pain in my like carpal tunnel, like symptom on my right hand. So I I am trying not to overcook because if I could, I would cook probably every day. So it definitely is something that I want to do. But I want to make sure that this arm feels is back to normal before I start exploring those options and like even shipping food in the northeast Someone was like, have you thought of doing that? Because if you did, I would actually order. I was like, I do want to, but just not yet. It's definitely something that I want to do down the line. Yeah, so for sure. That's awesome. I can't wait. You are destined for many, many great things. You are one of, I mean, as, as, as I get older, I value my women friends. And you are someone I feel very lucky to have in my life. You are honest and kind and genuine. You have a spark that's amazing. I'm awed and impressed for being such a young person how together you are you're so kind oh no that's all you you can thank your parents for that (laughs) um i really i i enjoy i i miss our starbucks coffee runs although there's more money in my wallet because we've not been doing it but uh i definitely miss the socialization with you my friends at work so continued success all the best uh, my love to you and the fiance. Uh, again, everyone, if you haven't, please go to Veganized by Veli on Instagram, on YouTube. The videos are outrageously delicious. I, myself, as someone who loves to eat, feel like I'm this close to licking my laptop screen every time I watch her videos. So please go out there, do something kind for yourself, introduce a little plant-based 
goodness into your life, your body will not regret it. Trust me, trust me as an old lady, I'm telling you, take care of yourself now so that you don't need to do an hour of stretches just to feel good in the mornings. Uh, that's it from us. Thank you so much for stopping by and we will see everyone soon. Thank you for having me. It's been a fun time. As, as and, always, my uh, friend. Thank you for, I, I, I'm episode one. Is that, is that it? Episode I- one. You're my, <laughs> you're my virgin podcast. Well, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm going to have you back again. You are always such a treat to talk to. Seriously. I'm not saying that because you're my friend. You are everything I, I've said you are. You are just such an amazing human being. I'm so lucky and honored to have you in my life journey. So thank you so much. I feel the same about you. Life life knew what it was doing. When yes. It that that together. Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. definitely also very thankful to have you in my life, both oh, professionally oh. and personally. Yes, yes. And Onward and upward. This is gonna be a great banner year for you, I predict. Oh, yeah. Sure. Your 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 YouTube channel is phenomenal. I just I love it. It's very informative. Your videos are very just easy to follow. Delicious. I mean, like your little, what are those things called? The little picture that comes up when you see your video. Yeah, the The thumbnail. thumbnail. Yeah, the thumbnail is like. I put work into that. I put work into that. Oh my God. Every time I see a a new one pop up, like I get notifications when you post stuff. I'm like, oh, look at all that deliciousness. And it's good for you. That's Apparently amazing. The thumbnail is very important, so I do dedicate some time to that. But, it is. Uh, it is. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's something I enjoy. It's not the easiest, obviously, because it takes time. But it's it's something I do enjoy. Uh, let's me be creative again. Thank you for having me. I wish you the best of luck. Aww. And I'm also too, sure I'll friend. be back. Yes. Maybe some other kind of topic, or maybe not. But yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's very easy for us to talk and talk and talk. I know. We could talk all day. Yeah, I, I want to do one with you and, and Valencia too. So yeah, for sure. that would That'll be, really be fun. fun. Oh, you can you can stop recording. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>